thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Pull up a rock by the campfire. It's time for that paleo show with your hosts, Sarah Stewart, Steve Hayter, and the man with no shoes, Brett Hill. Welcome to that paleo show, making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Brett Hill. And this week, I'm joined by Melissa Barker. Now, Melissa contacted me a number of weeks ago with some great ideas about some information she would love to share on that paleo show, and I was really excited to get her on board. Melissa has gone through a great journey in her own personal life. Um, A lot of it has been related to stuff that she's learned on the wellness couch, which we're going to talk about, which is really exciting. Um, And she is now sharing that information with the rest of the world as well and so she is on Facebook she's on Instagram she's got her own blog going on she's doing some great work so welcome to the show Melissa Barker hello thank you thank you thank you this is so bizarre <laughs> thanks for coming on it's so much fun to have you on and I think it's gonna be great because I think it's really nice to do some interviews you know we do interview experts from all over the world we interview lots of people who have books and programs and you know are really pushing stuff out there but sometimes it's really nice just to speak to you know, they're all real people. That's one of the things you learn when you do the podcast is that all the people we get on and we interview, they're actually just real people and they're great to talk to and they're just ordinary people like you and I. But maybe you're you're even more real for us, Melissa, because you're just an average person who's going about doing your thing, getting some results, having some successes, having some failures, and we're going to talk about that realness today on the show. Does that sound okay? It sounds perfect. All That's right. exactly where, I'm, where my head is at. Perfect. All right. So tell us a bit about yourself, Melissa. How did this whole journey start for you? What was it that instigated you to want to start making some change? And how did you come across podcasts? <laughs> oh, like you guys, I had no idea what a podcast was. Um, probably some five to six years ago. Um, I would say, um, in a brief snapshot, um, I've always been the somewhat healthy um, person, always sort of just made sure I'm moving, made sure I'm eating right, was never completely into the, um, you know, packet goods and things like that. We were never grown up. uh, We never grew up on those kinds of things. Um, So my my family has always been, um, yeah, very sort of somewhat health focused. Um, So that's always been a good foundation. And then uh, I worked for an airline for quite a few years, and as you can imagine, it can be quite stressful at times, (laughs) Um, and the shift work can take its toll, and um, at a time where I was promoted, um, stress increased, hours of work increased, I was going through quite some emotional times with relationships and things like that, Um, I got very fitness-orientated and started to take things to the extreme. what I feel is that maybe um, food and exercise became a bit of a control for me for everything else that felt a little bit out of whack. Mm. Um, And as you can imagine, um, it all came crashing down. So uh, for me, listening to a lot of the podcasts over the years, um, I can resonate like wholeheartedly with a lot of people's stories. However, I'm coming from a completely different place, not of um, struggling with weight from an obesity or an overweight point perspective, I actually ran myself into the other way. Um, so um, it, apart from losing excessive amounts of weight, starting to develop brain fogs, um, 
going into a little bit of an anxiety, not trusting your body, not trusting your mind anymore, um, you know, starting to get severe pain um, all the way up my, and down my back and my neck and things like that. Uh, I came across chiropractic. Yeah. <laughs> um, it changed my life, absolutely, um, and learned a lot about my body. And because doctors had not really been able to pinpoint, I don't like saying no idea because... Um, I love them for what they're there for, but I was struggling with a lot of things that they couldn't help me with. And amongst that, I'd also completely lost my menstrual cycle and everything. So um, finding chiropractic got me onto a wellness journey. I started learning, you know, researching. My Saturday nights were pretty crazy. I'm not going to lie to you. It's um, in front of the computer and learning um, about, you know, body's mechanisms and what that food will do to you when you put that in and, what might be a good idea to cut out and I guess that's how I came along to learn about paleo Um, and just its cleanness and um, I still to this day see paleo is a a fantastic, absolutely fantastic reset button for people um, Mm. to just go stop, let's start from scratch again and then go, "Eh, okay, maybe I'm cool, you know, maybe every now and again being okay with that food or that food or taking a rest or making – you know, some adjustments with my movement or meditation, stress management, things like that. But um, I guess I searched health um, online. I had heard about podcasts and just searched podcasts and health and was like, oh, what's this wellness catch business? Um, And honestly, because you guys are so popular and it, it literally came up first and I just went, boom, you look awesome. So I did. And I am. And surprisingly enough, um, because paleo was on my radar, that paleo show was my first ever podcast I started listening to. And then, you know, as a lot of other people understand, once you get hooked on one, you just kind of get hooked on them all. (laughs) (laughs) So So that's kind of a a, a start of the snapshot. Well, that's a great snapshot for us to start with. So let's dig into some of the the detail of what what happened and, and your journey. So... You said that you you kind of always healthy. So before you, um, I guess, got to the stage where you were doing the shift work, you were getting stressed, you had your sort of a bit of a breakdown. Um, what was healthy for you before that? What did that look like? Was that the you know the food pyramid? Was that doing what sort of exercise were you doing? What did that look like in terms of your mindset? What sort of stuff were you doing that you considered healthy at that stage? Um, I think from. Before you start learning a lot about your body and uh, you as a person, as its entirety, so I don't mean just your body, I mean your heart, I mean your mind, your mental state, everything. Before you start learning about that, you just perceive healthy as moving and eating um, and your body, um, possibly how it looks or how it's feeling, but not really paying attention to anything else. So from that point of view, I was... I was in a great place um, mentally. I was, you know, sort of um, progressing through work. I'd, um, you know, meeting new people through a new career. Um, yeah, it, I, I was in a great place, you know, career and purpose-wise. Um, I didn't really have any stresses at the time. Um, and eating-wise, I was never reliant on a lot of cereals or anything like that, but I absolutely, you know, would would consume bread products and things like that 
but not excessively. Um, I was never a big um, soft drink person. Um, that was never really a huge part of my diet. But as, you know, um, we sometimes, not all of us, um, go through life, we, we do go through our early 20s and think, ah, oh, yeah, cool, I'll go out and I'll do this on the weekend. And, you know, so drinking was absolutely a part of my life. Um, coffee was a part of my life, being at the airport um, and the shift work, you can sometimes rely on coffee, but I never exceeded, you know, one coffee a day, maximum two. Um, it was just a lot of fresh vegetables, fruit, uh, cooking my own stuff or, um, yeah, my, my household that I grew up in, we were kind of the meat and yeah. three veg kind of kind of thing. Um, which which all sounds great. Like I mean, I'm sure there are lots of people listening thinking, I wish I'd started like that. That sounds pretty good. In fact, probably a lot of people listening think, I wish I was doing that well right now because that sounds like a pretty healthy approach. Um, but obviously at some stage, it, it ceased working for you. Um, talk, let's talk a bit about shift work. You know, How much did the shift work impact on your health and, and how did it impact on your health? You think you're invincible <laughs> and you somehow think that surviving on three and four hours sleep a night is totally fine. Um, and it's not. <laughs> it, it can start out fine until years later it isn't fine anymore. <laughs> um, so as I, I picture life and as we walk through it as just layers upon layers upon layers that intertwine with everything. So you know, mixing a lack of sleep and your body being sort of all over the place at what times it's sleeping and um, and not compensating for a lot of other things. So once other stresses start to come in, that could be anything. I think only thing people realise that just opening up an email or needing to get onto something or having a to-do list is, is stressful. Um, so layering, yeah, that kind of busy atmosphere at the airport, yeah, the, the sleep patterns out of control, um, sleep patterns and, and just thinking that you're invincible and, you know, that can that can then start affecting your, your eating patterns, what you're eating. Um, so how did and, that change for you? What, what specifically changed in terms of your eating patterns, how you're eating, how you're feeling? Yeah, so... Um, also going through a point in time where I was going through quite a, um, an emotional and traumatic sort of relationship and that kind of ending, um, that had created me actually quite a bit of stress for a couple of years beforehand, before I started going through that really sort of tumultuous time. So then after that, I, I started cleaning out my diet but very excessively um so i came from a place of probably eating at different different times um you'd come home at you know one two o'clock in the afternoon eat and then sleep which wasn't great you'd start your morning um walking into work first thing you want is a cup of coffee um and little habits like that just don't facilitate your body very well and then can essentially affect your mind so you become very lethargic and then you become tired and then you kind of don't really have the mood to do other things and when you stop doing other things that can affect your mental state and your social interactions with people and then coupling that with 
not feeling that great and thinking, okay, okay, maybe it's my food, maybe it's this. And I was going through chiropractic care at the time and then I, I, I was facilitating some things that were being um, recommended to me but still um, thinking that it was okay to maintain this lack of sleep, maintain, you know, I, I got really into running and, you know, uh, different interval workouts and, and I used that to cope with some other stresses that I was having in my life and then that's when things really went down. So Yeah, and so you mentioned that before and you sort of said that you felt like you were using some of these health uh outlets as a bit of a way of control so um i guess you know was that because you were feeling so out of control in other areas of your life Uh, was it because you felt like there was societal pressure for you to be doing these things and being healthy or skinny or or whatever it happens to be you know what was the what was why why did you feel like you had to control and, and what were you sort of getting out of um you know controlling your life and your health in that way uh, so I guess, you know, putting away um, emotional sort of things that I had been dealing with at the time and then that's when things really had gone down. I guess a lot of other things in my life weren't feeling like they were in control and I'd also lost a lot of uh, self-worth, self-belief um, due to some of these emotional traumas that I felt that the only way I felt good about myself was if I was on track and on track for me was, okay, well, um, you know, I'm, you know, yeah, you know, everyone's doing these really good workouts and everyone's eating this way and, and I'll, and I'll do that. And then it kind of went in leaps and bounds and I, it, it wasn't working out for me. Um, and I was starting to deteriorate and that's when I'd come across, Uh, chiropractic after going to the doctors numerous of times and not being able to come up with any answers and then from then on I started to focus more on food Um, and I guess you know like I had sort of mentioned to you that the whole paleo movement is beautiful and it has like and I, I still think that more people should jump on and use it as a beautiful reset for your body. But where I think it started to become a little bit dangerous for me was I was learning so much about my body and my health and what was working for other people that I thought, okay, well, I'm starting to feel really crappy now. So maybe I need to cut out the gluten and the wheat. Maybe I need to cut out dairy and maybe I need to be a little bit more focused on you know, what I'm putting in and to my body and maybe I need to up the ante. Maybe, you know, this running is not really just, you know, I need to increase. And I I thought, okay, I, I need to start changing, like, some of these things. And it, it advocates some really amazing tools for people that are from the complete opposite you know, they're eating very unhealthily in regards to consuming a lot of, you know, um, commercial products and or, you know, doing all of their shopping from the cereal aisles and the dairy aisles at the, at the supermarket. And, you know, that's, that is a great place to start from people that are, are doing those kinds of things. But for me, I wasn't. And this just perpetuated what I was already doing. And then, 
I'd, you know, I'd start listening, oh, okay, maybe that'll make me feel better. Okay, maybe that'll make me feel better. And I just took it to the extreme and thought, okay, well, if that's what paleo is, well, then I need to be doing that and that and that and all these other people are feeling so great on it, then I will eventually feel great on it. Um, Mm. So I think for me it was just it can be dangerous from people that are coming from a place of, you know, extreme fatigue or exhaustion or, you know, for, you know, to not label it, but adrenals are quite blown. Yeah. Um, hormonal dysfunction, I was already at that place, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and I guess yeah. the tricky thing is in terms of finding that balance is that, you know, if you're fatigued, if your adrenals are blowing out, if you're, if you're having those issues, then... For lots of people, you know, then doing some movement can be a really useful part of their recovery from that. You know, uh, going away from inflammatory foods that might irritate, for example, the adrenals, you know, might be an important part of that. And so there's sort of a, I guess, a balance to be found there where we're saying to people, well, look, you know, you can do these things, but I guess what I'm getting at is it, it kind of comes down to the why, I think, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you know, is why you're making these changes, why you're doing these interventions. And you know, if your why is that you feel like you have to, or that you feel like you're trying to control things, um, or even that you feel like you're trying to fix things, then I think sometimes that can lead you down the wrong path. You know, when, when your why is that you want to love your body and nourish your body and take care of your body, um, then I think you can start to look at it in a slightly different way. And, and you will, I guess, have that, that empathy for yourself and for your body where you won't do it to the extreme. You know, you will take rest when you feel like you need it. You will even eat something that's not paleo when you feel like that's the right thing for you to do at the time because you're not doing it because you have to follow any sort of fixated protocol. You're doing it because you love yourself and you want to give yourself the absolute best. Does that sort of resonate with you, Mel? Absolutely, and it's definitely um, part of where my journey is at at the moment and I've, I have come to terms with and, and quite happy to be quite vulnerable here um, and say that I definitely um, am aware that I have suffered and you know what, I still am suffering you know, with, you know, distorted eating and, and definitely like body dysmorphia and things like that. And that's, and that's really hard for people to admit. And it's very hard for me to admit. And I, I just, I guess I want to let people know that it's okay and that we're not all there yet. Mm. And there is no there yet. We're always going, we're always going to be going. And I have started to accept that I've always had this need for perfection mm. and to strive to achieve and we all think that we're not good enough at some point in time and we use things like this to make us feel good enough. So I think you're absolutely correct in saying that, yeah, it, it comes down to your why and is that why really, really, like is that really, really and get real with yourself because I wasn't getting real with myself for a long time. And I'm starting to get real with myself. And I just think it's beautiful also that, you know, you are starting to, we, we look at you guys and, and look up to you. And we, you know, everyone that's on the couch, every single person that has a podcast on the couch, which I think, what, we're up to like 23, 22? Like it's that. crazy. <laughs> and it's amazing because it just, it gives us, 
that have listened to you guys for years to it's really awesome for you guys to be opening up and showing that you guys are also real people just like me and just like there's going to be other people listening to this going oh my god she's on a podcast and she's just another person that's been listening to you guys for years i've been one of those people and that comes to a point i was just going to make about what you were talking about mel is that i think it's also important for us to remember that that we all do that to varying degrees in terms of looking at our bodies in terms of our body image you know like I'd be lying if I said there was never times when I sort of look at myself in the mirror and think, geez, I'm looking a bit bloated today. Or, you know what, I haven't been going as great. I've got a little bit of belly fat going on, you know. And and so everyone does it. You know, there's not a single person, well, maybe there is, but I wouldn't think there's a single person <laughs> on the planet who doesn't do that sometimes. Um, and I reckon, like you said, I think that's okay. You know, but it's about understanding that if we're doing that all the time, then it can be really unhealthy and that you know that that we need to recognize that we're doing it and start challenging those thoughts and start challenging um you know how we what we're telling ourselves what we're feeding ourselves and and what actions we're taking as a result of that and and once again just ask yourself whether you're loving yourself whether you're looking after yourself whether you know whether this thinking is helping you and whether there's another way you could think about it that might help you more and then you know, flowing on from that, whether there's any action you can take that might help you change that and start to move that around. I mean, I'm reading the best book at the moment, Melissa. I reckon you'd love it, and it's called Resilience. Um, it was recommended <laughs> to me by this awesome guy called Lawrence Tam. He's pretty cool. And, Heard of that uh, guy? <laughs> it's a brilliant book, and it's written by this guy who's a former Navy SEAL. He's also, I think, he's a psychologist or something of that nature. And uh, and it's basically a whole bunch of his letters to his friend, who is also a former Navy SEAL, who's really battling. And, uh, and that's kind of what it's all about. You know, it's about all this stuff is okay. It's all normal, you know, but there's also, there's stuff you can do. You know, you can actually start consciously, bit by bit, thinking differently, acting differently, creating a difference within your mind first and then within your body. And, uh, and it's just fabulous. So anyway, the point I was trying to make, Melissa, is that we all go through it. You know, it's something that we all do to varying degrees. And then it's about recognizing that, realizing that's okay, and then taking some action steps um, to start, you know, turning that around a little bit and getting it back into more of, you know, a balance. You know, I kind of think of it a bit like, you know, we talk about gut health and we talk about, sometimes people talk about good bugs and bad bugs, but actually now we're saying, well, actually, they're all good bugs. They're just supposed to be there in appropriate (laughs) amounts, you know. And it's kind of like that with our thoughts, you know. All those thoughts are okay. They're just supposed to be there in appropriate amounts, you know, and that we need to make sure that we're balancing out those thoughts and challenging those thoughts if we're just thinking the negative ones all the time. So tell us a bit, Mel, about your journey then of, I guess, starting to unwind that, of starting to create change. You know, what, what instigated you to realize that perhaps you weren't doing it in a healthy, balanced way? And what steps have you taken to try and redress that balance a little bit? Well, like I said, after sort of making these changes and a lot of people will, and when I say changes, I mean, you know, once I'd gotten to that really severe state of I just literally am on the floor crying in pain and my mum can't help me, that kind of state, I once I started making those changes with chiropractic and, and just focusing on a little bit more on removing any kind of inflammatory foods and and things like that, I definitely, I definitely saw a, a difference. Um, I, I was like, oh my god, I can think. 
I don't, mm. I'm not looking at someone and not remembering what they just said. Um, those things started to fix themselves and I just, I was so blessed to, to be able to come across chiropractic wow. as, as well and I cannot recommend it highly as a part of your life. That, that's you one of the just things, lucky. <laughs> that's one of the things we love about chiropractic, you know, is that it's, it's often, it's that circuit breaker for people, you know, because what it does is it restores the connection between your brain and your body and your body and your brain. And for many people, that allows them to be more aware of what's going on in their body, to be more aware of what they're doing to their body and how it's affecting their body. And that so often we see this in practice that it allows people to make better choices. You know, I see it in practice all the time that people who I haven't said a word to about food, you know, decide that they want to change the food they're having because they're more aware of that connection between their brain and the body means that they're more aware of what's happening. Um, and it's Absolutely. fabulous. You know, we see the same thing with people changing their mindsets, changing their exercise. So I'm glad you mentioned that, Mel, because we see that all the time. And I think that's it's wonderful to, to hear that because it's certainly something that I see all the time. Well done. Oh, absolutely. And I, I know that, um, you know, we thought we're not sort of going into the chiropractor too much and assessing the questions that you've asked, but I it made me understand that there was a reason for why I was feeling like that was correlating to that and and that part of my spine, you know, would correlate to that and that was out. I was like, oh, that's why I'm having sugar cravings. That's why I'm crashing, like, you know, those kinds of things. But um, I'd also like to say thank you, first of all, um, for actually saying, yeah, that we're all the same and we all feel like that and that, you know, we can look up to you guys as, you know, these heavenly creatures that are superhuman. And let's get serious. You are somewhat superhuman, but you're a human just the same as me and just the same as someone else. So thank you so much for even, you know, there's been little snippets in different podcasts that have come out that it, it almost validates us listeners mm-hmm. to say, oh, okay, wow, sometimes Brett will make a choice with a food and you know what? The stress of not having it is going to be worse. So you know what? Just do it, enjoy it and be okay with yourself about it and then move on. So thank you for opening up that to people and saying quite openly that, you know what? I am just another bloke, just like (laughs) another guy that is going to go, oh, you know what? Like I'm a bit flabby lately. I really got to get back into, you know. So thank you. Um, I started studying that was a big thing for me once I I also um, changed up my job I took a big leap of faith and just I couldn't stand where I was anymore Um, and it was starting to bring my health back down again so I started studying and have just finished my lifestyle food and wellness coaching course so I will now be a coach (laughs) Um, but also learning about things from a more holistic point of view, even though I had been quite dogmatic with a lot of other things, the course that I chose, um, and it's through Cadence Health, and and I'm quite happy to say that, is that they've been so amazing. Um, It's a flexible course, but it it was nice to see the contrasts that, yes, this this is what a lot of people um, are living they also provide what's maybe not so great and is aligned with some of, you know, um, I would say in our wellness bubble. 
um, maybe things that aren't so great. Um, so it just it, it opened up more two worlds for me, if that makes sense, that mm. I was going down my own way of thinking it was only this way, um, but there are also some other ways, and I can understand that now. Um, so once I'd sort of started going along that, I actually, um, some subjects involved were things like um, a lot of psychology behind the way we eat and how we do things and the choices that we make in regards to food and movement and mindset. And that was very interesting. And that's really sort of opened things up for me. And I'm noticing some patterns and behaviors and, you know, I, I have gone um, and to, to seek some counseling and to work out where some of my uh, limited self-beliefs have come from and why maybe I facilitated things like um, the control with exercise and strict paleo and that, okay, well, this person says that fasting's really great and maybe I should give fasting a go and doing that didn't work for me and just not being able to recognize it but then coming back to a full rounded place again and saying, oh my God, I'm feeling just the same as what I did years ago, but I'm doing all of these things. What's not working? How can I address it? And every day is a new day and I look at it and go, okay, how did I feel today? How's my mind? How's my heart? How's my body physical feel? What did I do different today or yesterday that might be making me feel that? So that's absolutely what I've done that I think makes you a lot more conscious about where you're at and what you're doing. What worked today, what yeah. didn't work today. Yeah, I think that's wonderful. And, you know, I'll put a little caveat on that, is that I think sometimes you need to be a little bit careful just judging your health based on how you feel. You know, I think we do that a lot as a society. And, and sometimes people can do that and and they can be doing... The wrong thing, you know, I mean, classically, just about everyone does this in their early 20s. You know, you can do just about whatever you want and get away with it, you know, and, <laughs> yes. and be going okay. So, well, I feel fine, so it must be all right, you know. Or it's like, you know, well, my grandpa lived to 100 and he was smoking every day of his life, so, you know, it's obviously not that bad, you know. So I think sometimes we need to be a little bit careful of just judging it based on how we feel. You know, I think it's a good idea to start looking at how we're functioning to, you know, to maybe see a chiropractor, to maybe see a, you know, a wellness professional to help get some, I guess, more objective opinion on that as well. Uh, but having said that, I think that the concept of, you know, listening to your body, particularly, particularly if you are in tune with your body, you know, listening to your body and getting that feedback about what works for you is is absolutely crucial at the same time. So thank you for sharing that, Mel. I think that's fantastic. This is, you know, I think this is a great spot to finish. But before we finish, um, the last question I'd really like to ask you is, you know, if you could go back to yourself kind of at the start of this journey, when you were feeling a bit stressed, when you were struggling, when you were you know, feeling a bit out of control and trying to control things, you know, what would you say to yourself? I am enough. <laughs> I am enough. Perfect. Um, I know that's very, very broad. Yeah. And it's and I will be honest with you, it is still something that I struggle to believe with right now. Mm. Um, but if I could learn uh, that I am enough, Mm. and that what I do is enough and that not getting something done or not doing something or not doing it to perfection is enough um, and <laughs> the definition of insanity is doing the same thing yeah. and expecting a different result. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I'll tell, you what, I'll tell you what, for our listeners, if you listen to this episode, if you've gotten something out of the information Mel has shared with us today, if you think Mel is enough, 
then I want you to go to our Facebook page, That Paleo Show Facebook page, and I want you to find this episode and comment underneath and let us know whether you think that Mel is enough because I think that would be great. In the meantime... It's very sweet. (laughs) In the meantime, you can find out more about Mel, and I'm sure lots of people are going to want to find more about Mel. You can go to her website, which is www.melness, and that's M-E-L-L-N-E-S-S.blogspot.com.au. You can find her on Facebook under Melness. You can find her on Instagram under Melness1982. And you can hear even more and share in this amazing journey with Mel. She's obviously come a long way and I have a feeling she's got a lot more to share and to offer to the world in the future as well. So stay tuned and keep an eye on this one. I think it's going to be great. So thanks for coming on board, Mel. Thank you so, so much for such an amazing opportunity. It feels very surreal. Thank you so much. It's been wonderful. So until next week, join the conversation on Facebook. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Join our newsletter list at thatpaleoshow.com. And let's help grow the paleo tribe worldwide. Join us next week on That Paleo Show. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.